Kate, Mary! You binge-watch your average Netflix show and you just want to talk to someone about it. We need to talk to someone we about Louise. We need to talk to someone about Louise. <laughs> Kate, the day has come. It's finally here. How long has it felt like we've waited for New Bluey? I can't even – I think I'm – I think I'm a bit emotional, Mary. <laughs> it is so exciting to have a new episode to play and uh, what a cracker to start with. It's so much fun. Oh, there's so much going on. I love that it's in a park because for a while there in Melbourne lockdown, it felt like it was a sort of similar amount of waiting time for the playgrounds to open, <laughs> but we can go to playgrounds now and... I feel like we're living the bluey dream again. <laughs> <laughs> so um, for people who have been under a rock for the past few hours <laughs> and haven't potentially got small children telling them, oh, my God, there's new bluey. Um, yeah. New episodes of bluey dropped this morning and it's a cracking little episode called Seesaw. Mary, the first thing I want to talk about is this new character who I am already very fond of for being a small, determined breed. This is Hila! Oh, sorry, Pom Pom. It's a long way down for you, isn't it? Yes, this is Hila! And that is little Pom Pom, the Pomeranian. Oh, she is such a Pom Pom. It's just, you know, they're pretty good at naming dogs on this show, let's be honest. But this might be the most perfectly named dog in the Blueyverse so far, I reckon. She is just a white ball of fluff. It's like literally they've drawn like a little white fluffy circle and stuck a nose and feet on it, which I yeah, it, it's perfect. It is so accurate for those little, you know, handbag dog things that get carried around like they're a little ball of knitting wool or something like that. <laughs> it's so cute. Um, and I'm hoping that we see more of Pom Pom because as we will find out very quickly in Seesaw, she, she has a lot of gusto for a tiny little dog. So much to offer. And actually, I reckon your wish might come true because uh, there's another reason that pom-pom might be pretty important, Kate, and we oh, find yeah. it out at the end of this episode in the credits, pom-pom's mum is voiced by Joe Brum's wife, Susie. Oh, so yeah. that is like, obviously, you don't give a throwaway role to uh, Bluey royalty like that. So yeah, I think I think pom-pom's here for the long haul. Oh, I hope they bring him back for season four. Yeah, they do. Haven't you seen the trailer? No. And how amazing, because um, Susie Brum has been responsible for lots of parts of the Blueyverse as well as being a very talented animator in her own right. I think she's been played a massive part in the books. Yeah, yeah. I, um, I've read that, that she's kind of managing the book project and, gosh, we are drowning in Bluey books now and I reckon there's going to be another release or even two before Christmas. So Just that casually is... producing the Australian oh. Book of the Year 2019. <laughs> Selling so yeah, over no a million copies. Feet. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's amazing. Um, but yeah, I think she's all um on the earlier episodes in season one. Even um, she was a storyboard artist, so doing those first kind of drawings from script to animation. 
And she makes, well, I assume it's her job to make sure there's a long dog in every Bluey printed publication so far. So props Susie for that as well. That is one of the most important roles in the Blueyverse right now because that's the first thing I look for in any Bluey book. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. Actually, side note already, I feel like we might have to explain that because we're still spending a lot of time on social media telling people what long dogs are. Oh, my God, what is a long dog? That's an interesting question, right? So (laughs) long dog is a – I'm going to describe it as a small um, hidden – um, Easter egg for Bluey fans, particularly parents. Um, they look like, yeah, a long sausage dog. Sausage dog. Yeah. yeah. And they can be very obvious. Um, like for example, when Mackenzie is digging in the, digs it this hole in, um, mums and dads and then Indy and Rusty go and sit in the hole, there's like a little sausage dog hidden in the, Sand, sand pit, yep. Yeah, and then they can be very difficult to spot. For example, in charades, um, in the basket of knitting next to Nana on the couch, there's a tiny little green one that is exactly the same colour as the ball of wool it's clinging to. So it's it's a nice little present, I think, for uh, the people like us who um, <laughs> willingly sit through multiple viewings of the same episodes uh, for our little people. Yeah, I think um, it means that even the 100th watch, is it's still giving something if you can still, yeah, keep an eye out for that long dog. And I reckon the first half of season two, there was one in every episode. So I haven't spotted one in Seesaw, I've got to admit, but I reckon um, it's he's probably there if you look hard enough. Mm, love or it. I could be wrong. Mm, <laughs> let us know. <laughs> anyway, back to Seesaw. I can't do it. Maybe it's best if I don't play washing. Because last, the last uh, drop of episodes finished on such a high um, with Sleepy Time Kate. Was it jarring for you to suddenly be back at kind of playground level issues? Um, look, let's be honest. After you do something like Sleepy Time, you need to build up to that emotional crest I think again oh yeah in a way I found it kind of a relief I think to be sort of back at the okay we're outside we're playing a game with the kids that you know has a lot of comedic value and doesn't necessarily wrench every single piece of your heart out like sleepy time (laughs) does um, Thanks, Cecil. I kind of appreciate that at this yeah, point. Yeah, it's like a palate cleanser. It's pretty wrenched already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah it, it's a palate cleanser, I'd say. So um, I always wondered how they were going to top Sleepy Time, and we know from um, the conversations we've had with a couple of the Luda animators that there are those episodes coming. So in a way, it's kind of like standing in the ocean and just like having a big wave just go over your head and surfacing and knowing that there's more waves out there, but at least you've got a little emotional break to sort of prepare. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, this this episode kind of feels like, yeah, you're back on your kind of inflatable flamingo just floating happily Um, and, yeah, it's all very safe and very Lovely. Anyway, I'm sure they'll find uh, ways to make us cry. Don't worry. Um. Uh, well, Seesaw it still does have its element of emotional journey. And I, th- I thought the plot was really 
the classic kind of the littlest character makes a difference because, mm. yeah, from those first moments seeing Pom Pom, I guess, um, due to her size, not really being able to participate in, in the first game, you kind of get that she's going to be central to where this episode goes mm. and including her and getting her involved is going to be central to that as well. Oh, poor Pom Pom. She's a bit small for this game. There's nothing wrong with being small, honey. I reckon every kid's show has had that kind of the, the smallest person makes the biggest difference kind of plot line. And, um, well, it's a, it's a, story, a trope, isn't it, really? Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's a, it's a it kid's is. TV trope, but, you know, one that we like. Um, oh, definitely. And, um, and, Probably more, even more than kids' TV. It made me think of um, Who Sank the Boat. Oh, is that one on your radar? It is. We just got sent a copy um, by my wonderful friend Ellen, who is a photographer recently um, oh, yeah. for Master Joseph. And it has been on high rotation ever since. But um, can I just rag out my four-year-old for a second? Because <laughs> oh, bless, you, bless you, Will. But... He does this panto thing where every single time he pretends that he doesn't know who sinks the boat. So, like, I'll be like, <laughs> do you know who sank the boat? And then he'll be like, it's the cow. And then, like, we oh. read the page about the cow and, no, it wasn't the cow. And he's like, it's the donkey. And he literally goes through <laughs> every character every time without fail. And I'm like, dude, you know this. Like, <laughs> But he has this unbridled optimism, which simultaneously annoys me, but also like melts my cold, dead from lockdown heart. Like it's it's beautiful, oh. but I'm just like, really, kid. Like you want to you want to go through this whole charade again? <laughs> like we we li- read this like literally five seconds ago. We finished it, and now we've started again. And you're going to pretend that you don't know uh. anyway. So funny. Um, his commitment <laughs> to the narrative, like he understands. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm impressed. That it is, is cool, commitment. Will. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, Pamela Allen, who wrote that, um, I kind of when I thought of the book, I'm like, oh, like obviously it's such a classic. But I realized I didn't even know if she was an Australian author or British. But um, then I realized we've got a Pamela Allen book in high rotation at our place um, called Alexander's Outing about oh, a yes duck that falls down a hole but it's um full of sydney landmarks the ducks go from um hyde park in sydney which is the most beautiful park in the world um in this book and uh sort of along art gallery road and here and there and there's a fountain that's very like a sydney landmark that um is central to the story as well and yeah obviously very much an australian author um Mm. but yeah it made me such a bluey approach as well, making making the city front and centre in the story, which, yeah, I really liked. Hey, Bluey! Let's play Seesaw! Yeah! And we definitely, like, do we have a location idea for this? Ooh, no. I reckon probably about now or in the next few hours, if you checked at Bluey Locations mm. on Instagram, uh, lovely Mick will be all over it. Yeah, um, he's pretty but- hot on his um, knowledge of the different parks and the angles that they'd be working to get the shots. So, 
And actually, there's a new um, there's a new kid on the block in terms of uh, knowledge source for Bluey locations as well, which oh, is another podcast, Kate, called Bluey's Brisbane. Um, and I've caught the first few episodes. It is awesome. They are um, the hosts, Justin and Lou, are really. I feel like they're kindred spirit deep divers and they actually go to the location that they're talking about and I don't know if this is theatre or for real but set up a card table and record there uh that's quite adorable really yeah um so yeah that level of commitment already just you know should be lauded but um yeah it's it's a really fun um they sort of go suburb by suburb uh so the first episode was Red Hill where they think the healers might live um and yeah they go suburb by suburb taking in kind of key bluey spots i guess and recommend pubs and op shops along the way so it is is made for you (laughs) i know it's like someone was like how can i make the perfect podcast for mary bowling it'll be bluey (laughs) brisbane op shops and pubs (laughs) yeah (laughs) it just needs to roll a roller derby in there and it's like hitting every box well, perhaps perhaps this season of Bluey will bring us an episode at the roller rink and then, um, yeah, just all the stars in my life forever will have aligned. But, yeah, I, I think audience beyond me could probably appreciate this ep- uh, this podcast. So, yeah, get on it. I'm looking forward to, once again, fantasising about living in Brisbane in the warmer climb. <laughs> yeah, there is a lot of that. I've it's been a you. long winter. I'm, yeah, it's been a long, long time in Melbourne. <laughs> and, yeah, interstate has never looked more attractive than when oh. you're, like, basically confined to your own house and you're seeing every other state just getting on with life. So. Uh, because I work for a Queensland-based organisation, I'm looking at a lot of Queensland media and I'll tell you there have been a lot of um, – outraged local says type stories um along the sunny coast the gold coast even a bit further north um about all these germ-ridden victorians that are moving to queensland and ruining their way of life (laughs) (laughs) and i'm like but i want that to be me i don't even have any germ anyway um okay seesaw so there is there is one pretty simple plot happening here right Kate that bandit true bandit form assesses the situation and is out to teach the girls a lesson is that how you read seesaw well pretty much I mean Chili is trying to run an inclusive game with Bluey Bingo and Pom Pom at the start um she's pretending that they're items of clothing and hanging them on the line and it is the never-ending all my washing is hung out oh, no, it's actually not cycle. <laughs> so I was feeling that pretty hard. And then um, that game comes to an abrupt end because Pom Pom doesn't feel that she can participate. So the girls go over to the seesaw and start doing seesaw Marjorie door, um, just going up and down, and when Bandit interrupts the party. This is mine. And so begins the game of how can they wreck um, or recommence um, Mm. their own fun by booting Bandit off. Like my heart did kind of sink a bit for little left out Pom Pom who 
um, couldn't get down from the clothesline because she was too little. Very, very reminiscent of um, Bentley in uh, the in Bike. Because yes. Was, Can I get down now? Um, then when the girls do get on the seesaw, you know, they're pretty balanced. They're making a seesaw work with just two people. It's kind of it did feel like a game that Pom Pom couldn't get involved in, mm. which to me is why, you know, Bandit doesn't explain what he's doing. He just goes and, like you say, plonks himself. But, <laughs> yeah, to me that was kind of his intervention. It's like, okay, the, the kids need to make this game available to more people. See, I'm so glad that we have this relationship, Mary, where you are being the optimist because I just thought he was honestly <laughs> getting a bit bored of the old, are they doing a season four conversation? I am all here for the season four conversation um, because, yeah. Uh, yeah, is that foreshadowing seasons of Bluey to come potentially? Um, but, yeah, Bandit sort of just sort of gave a bit of a look like, yeah, I've had enough of this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, I, I did read that vibe as well. And who hasn't been in that kind of awkward play date? Like, yeah, the kids are friends, but uh, we're just, you know, we'll just chat because we have to kind of situation. <laughs> this is outrageous. I love Bingo's um, running commentary on Bandit's interference. I think this is almost a catchphrase for her in this episode. This is outrageous, which <laughs> is just, yeah, Bingo cute no, outrage bingo I think is my new favorite bingo <laughs> yeah she's pretty adorable when she's having a tanty about it um yeah uh I was surprised though like bandit seems to have um potentially expanded uh, would you would you say <laughs> um like he, handles? He, he was he was downing those bunning so like the the sausages um like there was no tomorrow so in my house we just call them hammer barn sausages even if they're like <laughs> ones that we cook yeah. ourselves because it's essentially just what it is it's well, it makes sausage. them taste more delicious uh if you think you've been to hammer barn, barn as part of the uh, <laughs> part of the deal so yeah i'm all for that yeah um anyway but yeah he's he's downing the sausages and chili seems to be feeding him up here mm. you are my darling oh thank you my precious mm. Mm. what are you doing don't feed him you're making him even more heavy there is all levels of um things going against the girls on their mission to make this happen. I think they were hoping to find an ally in their mum and, yeah, it was just not happening. I agree and I think to me that supports my optimism that Bandit is uh, trying to promote goodwill and unity for all, Um, (laughs) that Chili is backing up his side. Um, But, yeah, she's kind of seeing a long game here of getting Pom Pom involved as well. Okay, yep, I'm prepared to roll with it. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, yeah, Bluey uh, certainly proves herself in this episode as the, well, A, the boss, which we all know Bluey is the boss. But, Mm. um, yeah, her deputising abilities, I suppose. Um, She certainly has no trouble getting everyone involved. The grown-ups won't help us. Well, then we need more kids. And, yeah, love that it just introduces some of the old characters one by one. It's Chloe and then it's um, Coco. Coco, yes. And and uh, and of course, Coco and her very frizzy hair. (laughs) Is your frizzy hair very heavy? Um, yeah. 
Good, come on. How did like, the little kids true. even know about frizz? Like, you know, yeah. frizz factors is <laughs> something that should be reserved for adults, yeah. I guess. I don't know. Sort of, it's like, you know, oh, I wish I was confident enough to not wear makeup. Like, I did feel it was the... <laughs> It does sound like a bit of a backhander, yeah, I yeah. agree. <laughs> yeah. And then my favourite, Snickers on the Pelican, and then Blue just picks him up and carries him. I mean, <laughs> consent. Consent is yeah. a real thing. Well, look, we know he's a pretty obliging guy, and, um, and yeah, he didn't protest um, last time she did it in Shadowlands um, back in Season 1. Yeah. So, yeah, look, I think. We can, we can all rely on Snickers. Um, a Snickers moment I love in this episode is as he's, um, you know, edging his way up to the top of the seesaw, uh, he goes down on all fours and actually walks, uh, true like a dog style. Um, and yeah, that's, that's very cute. I think we are going to see that a few more times in this season as well. Dogs actually doing doggy things. So, um, that was a, <laughs> that was a first moment that I really relished. Yeah. Um, just any sausage dog always looks kind of adorable. And yeah, Snickers definitely, that was a nice little moment there. Oh, we gotta fix you up, mate. We've got a sausage dog. Back to books uh, and a real Snickers link, I think. Um, on the official Bluey Instagram recently, um, they posted a, uh, a still from way back in season one from, um, Bumpy. And it's a oh, yes. Bluey reading the book to uh, her little cousin. Oh, God, my words. Who's it? Who's not the muffin one? Socks. <laughs> Socks. Reading a book to Socks. And anyway, <laughs> the question it asked was, you know, what's your favourite book from your childhood? Um, and so many great answers come, came in, but so many dog-themed books um, oh. as well. And um, Harry McClary was front and centre. And I can't think about a sausage dog. Um, without thinking of schnitzel von crumb um, with a very low tone, of tongue. course, yeah. schnitzel von crumb, yeah, and actually, like our lives are a running commentary on the dogs we see at the park and walking around the block and um, just everywhere we go, and yeah, um, a schnitzel von crumb going dog. past <laughs> is always a highlight. Ah, uh, yeah, I hadn't thought of. Yeah, okay, <laughs> you're right. This is the final straw. We're getting one. <laughs> I think you need one. I think I think this um, settles it. Really, like. It'll be amazing. Uh, we'll get there. But, yeah, going back to children's books, definitely a post worth checking out. Oh, I just um, think of um, Harry the Dirty Dog. Um, did you ever read that when you were a kid? Yes. Yeah, I do love Harry too. He's such a he's such a mutt, right? He's just yes. a scruffy nothing dog, isn't he? Yes. Well, not everything you know, dog, matters perhaps. to me, but like. Oh, not, yeah. not nothing, but like, yeah, it, <laughs> you couldn't say what breed he was, I, no. I guess is what I'm saying. And then there's Spot, obviously, as well. I mean, we we had a lot of Spot in our house growing yeah, up. So we've still got a lot of Spot. Mm, yeah, we do too. When their Aldi is on special for <laughs> yes. what, like a book for $5, I'm just like, give me uh-huh. every book. So Spot. Still to this day, just seems to be the king of like getting out a seasonal book, like you know, grandmas <laughs> and mothers, yes. Mother's Day, and uh, like I'm expecting to see Spots Halloween on the shelves any day now, and I'll be outraged. <laughs> we have seen um, Bluey take a note out of this book. We did see um, My Dad is Awesome around Father's oh, Day. Yep, yeah. Um, there so was I an want... Easter activity book as yeah. well, and I think there, I think, um. 
Veranda Santa is coming out in book form for Christmas as Ooh. well as a Christmas activity book. So very exciting. Yeah, uh, Bluey is the new spot. I think you make a good point, Kate. <laughs> Bluey, look what he's got. Huh? Oh, Rodney, my darling, it's so smooth. So many more books that we could totally get into, um, but I'm just wondering, yeah, should we get back to Rodney the yes. Pet Rock? <laughs> yes. Oh, something about that just felt so familiar and I couldn't put my finger on it. What did you make of Rodney the Pet Rock? Uh, Well, I did Google Rodney the Rock just in case and it came up with this Californian DJ, which, you (laughs) know. uh, A big inspiration. (laughs) Potentially. um, Hi, Rodney. um, I'm sure he's a big fan. I'm sure he is a big fan of ours. Um, As far as low-maintenance pets, getting back to my quest to get you a dog um yeah that could be the alternative if you're not interested in um having <laughs> yeah. to worry about grooming and oh, things like true. that true look i think if i actually did get a pet rock i'd just be so disappointed that would be the final straw that <laughs> made me get a dog so yeah i think you might be onto something good tip kate <laughs> we're gonna do it we're gonna do it oh rodney look you can have your own pet rock but you know it's that little bit of extra weight that really disheartens the kids and even though snickers is heavier um and then they have this realization that there is one more child um available to help them with their quest and um, the spotlight is totally on pom-pom we've run out of kids oh no we haven't and how's your dad going now, talk to me about this this moment for you, Mare, where we watch Pom Pom crawling along that seesaw towards oh, the kid. The slide back, like my my heart was in my mouth. Um, <laughs> for Pom Pom, hearts and mouths are probably quite close together, so you know her heart <laughs> might have already been there. But um, to me, it's another. It's very similar to Pirates, mm. where they had to get um, little. Was that Bentley as well? Little Bentley to no, be that brave. Was Missy, yeah. Oh, it was Missy, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, even that slide back that was even almost shot the same. Um, it was a really well done moment of high drama on on a very everyday seesaw. I loved it. <laughs> what yeah. about you? Yeah, I really enjoyed it. And it, it definitely had um overtones of is it Winston who's like, I'm a very obedient breed? And then yes. she's saying Pomeranians are a small but hardy breed. So we are mm-hmm. finding out a little bit more about the characteristics, I suppose, of some of these yeah. characters. Good research for anyone yeah. wanting to buy a dog. I'm yes. taking notes. <laughs> <laughs> um, one thing that did um, spring to mind, though, and this is brought up by uh, Mr. McMahon, uh, Tim, um, and that is uh, there were some similarities with Bandit sort of clinging to the edge of the seesaw with his rocks to Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Um, Ooh. Like a rope bridge um, scene where, like, basically Indy is clawing his way up and he's got a rock in his hand. So uh-huh. I wonder if there was you know, not a scene-by-scene sort of comparison but more of a homage in general with um, nice little nod as Indy, yeah, potentially. Mm. Um, Yeah, I I think, you know, we all love a We all love a parent getting their comeuppance, don't we, even (laughs) when we are the parents. Um, Yeah, Uh, it was a very sweet moment where 
poor bandit eventually does go flying and the kids are all like, yeah, and then start, what are they doing? There's like a war dance sort of pulling on bits of his body and um, <laughs> they're like, get him. But I don't understand what the getting is. Like how do you get that? Is it tickling? Is it sort of just poking? I, I don't know. I I just see that play like yeah kids themselves don't know it's like you know the dog <laughs> that chases the car like what does he do when he gets it yeah. but a- any time you're in a playground and there's kind of a hint that a parent might be playing a game where they're prey you just see every kid in that playground kind of head just swivel and like laser focus that parent is ready to be taken down and you know it's it's rare that a random kid will actually tackle you but um but you definitely see them sort of edging closer just wanting to be in on the parent tackling game and yeah it's universal like kids just want to take us down we should be more careful we really should be yeah probably need to work on that slightly but it's quite fun, really, like when you're that person, isn't it? And like you're like, go get me because I'm so much bigger. And then actually they're getting older and moving a lot faster. And Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yep, I'm hearing that. <laughs> Bandit's vanquishment is not the end of this story, though, because um, him having been the bad guy for the whole episode, they bring in another bad guy. <laughs> and yeah, dun dun dun. It's the return of judo. Never go of being the spider bingo. Sure, Pom Pom. You're too small to be the spider. Oh, <laughs> what yeah. did you make of that? Oh, well, you know, we haven't seen judo since butterflies. So, which has been hinted about with the play date at the park in um, Sticky Gecko. So, but yeah, it was nice seeing Judo again, and she did seem very slightly snooty again. Yeah, it did seem like her only role was to be the bad guy to give the newly brave Pom Pom her her chance to smack her down almost. (laughs) Which poor Judo, I'm looking forward to the full redemption of Judo, where she can actually just be there for for good purposes rather than bad. No, I'm not. Yeah, no, she's not. Pomeranians are a small but hardy breed. <laughs> well, she's had an interesting character arc, Judo. You know, I hope that she's learned a bit along the way and potentially we might see the fruits of that character development coming into her own lasagna glory, you know, similar to her <laughs> mum, uh, doing lots of kind deeds for others, but albeit with a slightly snooty air about her. Mm. So. Lovely Beth, who voices um, Wendy in the Ludo animation team, is probably one of the nicest people that we've had the pleasure of talking to since we started our podcast. And um, I would be heartbroken if she was voicing a real nasty pasty. A real baddie. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. There's a lot of hope for redemption here for uh, both Wendy and Judo. And in the meantime, yeah, um, little Pom Pom got to have her her moment of glory smacking down the um the snooty baddie. So yeah, <laughs> all's well that ends well, I guess. So music Mary and um firstly I have to apologize because I haven't gone through my Spotify deep dive um to try and work out the exact song um or the, 
songs the wrong word movement sonata concerto i don't know <laughs> um, but uh, kate i do not think it's you that should be apologizing clearly because we do know who did the music here don't we we do and that is only because it's in the credits um and that's uh it's because it's george uh friedrich handel um uh amazing german naturalized british composer who was um, one of the heroes of the Baroque era. Um, he is responsible for so many tunes that you definitely, definitely know, um, things like the coronation anthem, Zadok the Priest, which is used for every single coronation of a monarch from George II onwards. Um, uh, the music for fireworks is really well known as well. Messiah, you know, hallelujah. That's all him. Um, he is an amazing composer, very well regarded. And um, one of the features of the Baroque era, which I think um, Handel really um, nailed and then also paved the way for the classical era was that beautiful sort of catchy melodies, but then um, he overlapped it with so many different layers of sound. And you really even in the score of this piece, even though I'm not 100% confident what it is, I'm going to do a bit of rabbit hole diving this week and we'll come back and hopefully have a name for it this next <laughs> week. Um, but, yeah, all of his works are so beautifully layered. And if you listen, there's always the melody, but then there's little counter melodies that are running underneath and different instrumentations and um, a beautiful use of tone and timbre as well. So, um, yeah, it, it's lovely. Um, we did see Handel music, I think, used in one of the other episodes of Bluey. I can't remember off the top of my head Ooh. what it was. Um, uh, anyway, that doesn't it matter. Wasn't just the, is Handel, is Hallelujah Chorus Handel? Yes, it is. That's it, from Hammer yeah. Barn, because we have spoken about this. Yeah, Messiah. Okay, that guy. Cool. That guy. I think he's just written too much music, Kate. I That's, know. But we're not to blame here. Like, <laughs> who can deep dive that much composed um, gloriousness? But, yeah, I, I guess it, so it's a cello we're hearing in this episode, yeah? There is a lot of cello, but then there's some interesting sort of layered instrumentation. I think there's some piccolo in there maybe. Ooh, yep. Yeah. Um, other instruments as well. So, and definitely like your violins and yeah, cello definitely features, but I think there's a bit of meaty double bass in there. So there's so many beautiful works that he is responsible for. And given we only just had that hint in Hammer Barn of Messiah, um, it's lovely to see a bit more, um, getting a bit more of a handle on his music. <laughs> Oh, I said that to you earlier and I just couldn't resist slipping it back in. But, yes, it's yeah. terrible puns. Um, I love it. Come on, come on. Okay. Whoa. Oh, stop it. You can do it, Pom Pom. Ah. Yay. One more tiny little thing that got slipped into this episode. Uh, we do go back and forth to Chili and Pom Pom's mum on the rug a few times and get snatches of conversation. One thing Chili says is, well, dad's dad, um, and we're going to see him next week. Ooh. So that's a bit of a preview of the episode we know is called Granddad. And, we'll and yeah, we've that. already 
next week in the drop of episodes. Well, by the numbers, I think it's in the 20s, but uh, we might have already seen it because there was talk that um, there would be a special episode um, released for Grandparents' Day, which was yesterday. So please let us know which happened. No, we will know which happened by now. We are all-knowing on this matter. Um, but, yeah, we've already seen a fair bit of that. It has been a pretty good whack of previews um, out on this Grandad episode. It features a canoe and a runaway from Chile and, yeah, and Grandad seems awesome. Swimming from Chile, I have to say. Like she's diving into that dam and just going for it. So Yeah, so I think there's a lot to look forward to about that episode. Yeah, can't wait. Oh, you cheeky fly. It is so nice to be back in the wagon with you, Mare. I've really missed um, having uh, flimsy excuses to talk to you on a more regular basis. <laughs> Likewise, and to talk to everyone. Um, we heard from so many people after we recapped Sleepy Time and during the break. Yeah, just checking in to say hi, the the day that the trailer for the new drop um landed on abc uh we got so many messages to mm. um our socials just just letting us know just in case we hadn't seen it and i i've got to admit <laughs> i hadn't so um i was pretty excited so yeah we i think we were pretty early on the scoop that day but we did not have the first scoop <laughs> it was pretty exciting though um can i just also add mayor um, a personal note of thanks from Team McMahon to all the people who were checking in because um, poor little Liv, my um, elder daughter, has had a bit of a rough time this past month um, and lots and lots of people were getting in touch to say, hope she's going okay and, yep, happy to say she's through it now and doing good. Um, so thanks for all the uh, extra bluey love. It's been really appreciated. Oh, you are a bunch of troopers and lives back at school now as well, right? I know. Oh, my God. She needed the break from us. We needed the break from her. It's been great. <laughs> Hooray for school. I do not think Hooray. you are alone in that canoe, Kate. Um, <laughs> there is a lot of that going on in Victoria right now. No, so, just, you know, yeah. I love her so much more when she's not in my face every second of the day. So, you know, Relatable. We all, we all, I'm quite introverted despite appearances and yeah it's been so nice just having a little tiny bit of space (laughs) hang in there um yeah i can confidently say the world is looking a lot brighter for anyone and everyone who knows about this amazing show um if people you know don't know about bluey or even just don't know about gotta be done what a good time to tell them there is well for starters they could listen back to every episode of Bluey we've recapped so far, which is, look, all of it's gold, to be honest. Um, most of it, I don't know. <laughs> but it's definitely a lot of Bluey love packed in there. Uh, you can check in uh, with us on all the socials. You can like us and subscribe us and follow us and even rate and review us um, wherever you get your podcasts. But in the meantime, Kate McMahon, it's... Gotta be done. Gotta be done. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Ooh, we're gonna more heavy you up now, Big Daddy. Ooh, I'm so scared.